we're all faced with with things that don't work particularly well. So I think part of that overcoming mental blocks is that we need to recognise what are the points where I'm getting stuck, what makes what what is it that makes me stuck, and how can I do it differently? And I think perhaps you know when we realise that um, we're stuck, it's probably time for some problem solving, which is that solution. Uh, what are the pain points, and how do I fix them? It's something that we're all afflicted with now. Of course, we've done a lot of talk about the procrastination as a mental block, but of course, if you want to categorise procrastination as a mental block, but of course, when, when we're talking about mental blocks as a topic right now, I'm wanting to make the focus beyond that. But it's something that we all face from time to time, no matter how well planned we are. If we're well planned, hopefully we will have less of them. Mm-hmm. But this mental block, often called writer's block, And if you talk to or you see interviews with top-selling authors, a lot of them are very forthcoming because it's a typical question for an interviewer to ask, isn't it? You know, you're a successful author. Do you ever have writer's block? And the answer usually is, I have periods of this, yes. So I guess one thing on this I would like to say is we don't want to fall into the trap of being too hard on ourselves and thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Now, it's never pleasant, uh, but we can make it a lot more stressful if we start being just too darn hard on ourselves about it. I think, Chris, one of the ways, some irony here, because one of the ways that we make progress is that we recognise what the problems are we do something about them and then we see how well it worked, right? So the, the mental block in itself is one of those problems, right? So perhaps a, a good strategy for a mental block would be to go, okay, um, what are some of the problems that I'm having in this work that I'm creating or what I'm doing? How am I going to overcome it? Maybe perhaps I, just, I need to start writing or thinking in that area and then think about, well, how will I know if it works? So it's important that we're not too hard on ourselves. That point has been made. Well, it's important that we that we realise that it's normal and it's something that happens to everyone um, from time to time. A term that is in Chapter 15 as a category of a mental block is analysis paralysis. It rhymes, doesn't it? I think it's quite apt, really, because the mental block is a state of paralysis after all. And Chapter 15 talks a little bit about, you know, we can overthink things we can just simply get too tired and need to take a break and that would be key amongst the strategies for doing this and I don't think I'm that much different than most people but when I've had big challenges thinking of my doctorate for example is something that really comes to mind strongly for me I solved a lot of my problems running There probably were some times where I deliberately went on a run to solve a problem, but that wouldn't happen often. It would be I would go for a run to unwind and de-stress, which is really important in terms of pacing ourselves, and then the ideas can come to you. And uh, a lot of things, a lot of creativity and a lot of problem-solving happens in that space of getting your head away from the zone for a while. And I think if we break down analysis paralysis into what well, we're caught up in an analysis, so maybe this is an area where we can, again, look at the big picture you know, and, and step back and go, what, what are the important things I'm trying to accomplish here? Does this analysis fit within that accomplishment? 
am I focused on something too narrow? Am I spending too much time focusing on like a small part? If we were looking at, for instance, an assignment that we're doing, while this area has become of interest to me, is it is it a major thing? If I refer back to the rubric for that assignment, does it feature there? What what area is it trying to accomplish? So I think maybe that stepping back is probably part of, of avoiding that analysis paralysis too, Chris, I think. I think so. We can fall into this um, analysis paralysis or, or, or mental block where our preferences are in terms of our, our way of seeing something. Um, I'm thinking of an essay, but, you know, thinking, well, my, I've got to argue this and I want to have this as a major point and you're just determined to do it and difficult to let go. In some cases, not all cases, but in some cases, that particular major point might be the problem, might be the thing that, you know, you're trying to force, force a solution that isn't the best and that there are other points that you could make more easily um, and more, more effectively and more efficiently, but you just have this, oh, I've got this um, idea and I think it's important to me and, uh, and I'm going to make this work, you know, no matter what. Another one, just while I think of it, I'd be interested to see, Michael, whether you've ever had this. And I started studying something that can come back sometimes too. But in early times, I could start working on uh, an assignment and find myself an hour later or an hour plus, and I'm still rejigging the first few sentences or still working on the first small paragraph. And it took me, it took me a, a, a while and frustrations of thinking, Chris, come on, this, this, there's got to be a better way. And that's learning how to learn, is, is it not? And I thought, you know, so the strategy here, I'm just wondering what, what our, um, our, our readers and listeners are, th- are thinking about this at the moment. Sure, it's something that we all experience. My approach to this is, is that um, coming to the situation saying, right, I am not going to do that. My task will not to be write the perfect paragraph my task will be to try and write as much of a first draft or the first half of a draft and not fuss and get tangled up in trying to express myself perfectly on a first draft. What are your experiences of this, Michael? Yeah, um, so this is interesting because this is like um, fitting in with that big picture again. The, the way that I would do an assignment typically is that I would just do a structure first. So... And when I, when I put that in place, I've already got this guide that's been provided usually by the, you know, the course examiner or the lecturer, which says, you know, maybe this is the, the, the structure that they're expecting. Or if they haven't given you a structure, you know, it'll be an essay and essays follow a typical structure. So I think writing up that structure in the first place, I think, is a very important way to make sure your analysis doesn't get too involved in one specific area. The guide will usually tell you, uh, conclusion is 500 words or something like that. So I, you know, I put all of those little tricks in in my structure I'm writing in in red text so that I know that that's just there for me to have a framework to think about and remove later. This is what I would typically do. Um, and then um, in sort of in working with that idea of breaking big problems down into small problems within that structure, I would have I would have dot points about what I want to achieve here. And then eventually that would evolve into something, I think, that's refined. But I think starting high is always a good place to start. And that'll give me a good idea then of 
or where are the areas that I will get stuck that I would need to do lots of research or find out. So then I know how much time I need to allot to things to bring it back to a to a whole. Um, so that's that's how I go about designing an assignment. I think it achieves a few of those things around breaking down a problem into small problems, avoiding that analysis paralysis. It's worked for me, and it's it's as as you said earlier, Chris. That starting with the uh, the planning work, I think, is very important. You know, um, as a project manager, I've learned very well that planning is a very important thing. Um, as a project manager, I've also learned that uh, we need to be, and this is a word in project man- management now, agile. We need to. There will be things that we didn't realise are going to come into play, and we'll need to change our plan as as we're developing as well. Great thoughts there. The thing that you've touched on there is that agility. Uh, flexibility, these things are talked about in Chapter 15, and they're in the strategic task planning model as a point to say, right, we need to um, also be responsive to shifting circumstances or information that we didn't know when we started, if it appears. Now, might not change. You might not need to be agile every single time, but it's important that we are attuned to that. And my final word, for this session is the planning, which is, I'm obviously a big fan of planning. And here's a cool way to think about it. You devise a good plan for your essay, for example, or an assignment, and you've thought it out, and it's detailed enough, and you've put a fair dedicated, you know, quite a bit of time to it, like, uh, for example, what references and quotes you might use. So you're collecting information. So your plan is something that starts out as a skeleton, I guess, and you build onto it. Nice thing about having a nice plan. Okay, it took some time to make, but you have a very clear map to work to when it comes to sitting down to the business of writing your first draft. And it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it. And, you know, we've talked about flow, Michael. You know, once you get into the zone, a lot of flow um, and satisfaction happens along the way including the planning because you think this is cool this is really taking shape now and sitting down and doing a first draft is not going to be dreadful uh, such a dreadful experience because I've got a lovely plan that I've enjoyed creating so on that note um, remember not every moment of our study journey can be enjoyable life does not work like that in any other aspect either but it should be a rewarding and often enjoyable experience. So Michael and I will leave you with that for now and look forward to talking to you as we finish off on a few last important aspects of intrapersonal barriers.